Dude, so BT is back. We're back, yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope you're not sick of telling the, the story no, about how it all. happened, who it's, was the first phone call. Tell me how it all kind of went down. Well, what happened really is is it's kind of weird. Like, I feel like we stopped playing because it was like the adult approach to things. Like, we just it became this thing where 15 years of touring and we couldn't focus on anything else in our life. And other people in the band wanted to, you know, aspire to other things like starting families and starting other career opportunities and stuff like that. And we, if we had obligations splitting through, it was really hard to do that. So that's really why we kind of decided to kind of either go hiatus or call it quits. And, you know, there wasn't really a talk about us even doing another record when we stopped. It was like, let's just stop and see like what happens from there, you know? And, um, you know, five years went down the road and we, we kind of, we were like kind of had a, on a group text, we're kind of talking about it. And like, I was at my studio one night and we were writing some songs for like just other projects and stuff like that. And I started writing some like bleeding through style stuff. And I sent it to everybody in the band and a group text. And I said, what do you guys think? Like, you guys want to do a record or what? And everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, so it really just got started that way. And I, I even said to everybody, I'm like, listen, if you're fulfilled, if you're good with, with where you're at, if you don't want to do this again, just let me know. And everyone was like, no, we're, we're on board. Let's do this. Cool. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was stoked. Awesome. Um, I love the new album. It, it, Thank you. It's one of the easiest albums to listen to. It is. Did you spend a lot of time on the sequencing? Because it, it really, we, like, we did. nice. We, we did pay a lot of attention to the flow of the record. And what I like about the record is you could be driving somewhere and you, and you play it. And next thing you know, you're like, man, I, I'm already listen to it all the way and then like half the way again and it's one of those records that just kind of like keeps like flowing and by the third time you listen to it you you understand the you pick more stuff up you pick more lyrics up like you pick like um like the hooks up and it's almost like you've listened to it a hundred times yeah that's what i've noticed about it where i feel like in the past like our records have been somewhat hard to like kind of we get out teched ourselves. and with this record one of our approaches was really like we wanted to I felt like really like um, not dumbing it down but doing what we do I felt like we do the best and the kind of style and stuff and everybody as everybody an individual in the band and we just decided to simplify it and we felt that like less was a little bit more in this regard Um, and it was more fun to play and easier to play (laughs) you know the people in the band were like man thanks for like being all for a record that we could like enjoy playing live that we're not like stressing out on right. stage if we're gonna hit every note and stuff it, like stuff flowed a lot watching better watching your hands the whole yeah, time yeah exactly I always love getting to talk to the singer one get a little uh, behind the music on a couple tunes throw yeah. some tunes at your way maybe work the song title back into it yeah and uh, you know watch the cursing for me if you can yeah <laughs> so it makes it easier for me to edit especially for the radio but uh, let me hit you with a couple different titles here okay uh, Fade Into Ash Fade Into the Ash with that song, you just want me to like descri- describe it? Yeah, what were you thinking about it lyrically? Where, where were we coming from? Lyri- lyrically, that it's weird. That song is very, like, I guess you can kind of... Okay, so first off, I'm bipolar, okay? So a lot of the, the lyrics on the new record kind of have to do with, like, what I deal with on a mental, mental, you know, hurdle every day. So Fade Into the Ash is kind of one of these songs where... Um, looking at the perspective of bleeding through as if like on as where I feel like we failed before and it's kind of weird like I felt that for a long time we tried to like do right by everybody and it really made us really isolated and almost feeling alone like we kind of lost ourselves. 
And that song is kind of like how I felt personally really lost for a lot of the years that we were playing before. And um, and that it, that song is just kind of about overcoming it and just like fading to the ashes. It's fading away and this is kind of like a new start. And that's why I felt it was fitting to be like one of the first tracks on the record. I love it, man. Yeah, thank you. One of my favorite tracks. Thank you. Um, one of my probably my all-time favorite track on the album is uh, Dead Eyes. Dead Eyes, I love that song, yeah. I feel like that's like the perfect snapshot of Bleeding Through. Yep. Like that encapsulate. You want to know what Bleeding Through sounds like? Here you go. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, that is probably my second favorite song on the record. Uh, you know, it's weird. I have a lot of favorites, but you know, I'm going to say it. That's probably my favorite song. <laughs> I like that song. I just, Me too. When, I wrote, when we wrote that song, it was like one of these things where we were in the studio and that part came on and I'm like, man, this song just vibes so cool. Like, and it's so easy. Like, it's easy to listen to, it's easy to play, it's easy everything, but it's like fun and kind of encapsulates all the stuff that we've like interworked with our songs before. So, yeah, yeah I really Great like that tune. song too. Thank you. Um, and then the first one we heard, Set Me Free. Yeah. So Set Me Free was one of those songs where it wasn't my favorite song that we were writing that and actually became really close to not even making the record. Ah. And then it was kind of one of these things where the song was done. Lyrically, that song is about... Um, it Lyrically, it had different lyrics to it at first. And I rarely ever do this. I rarely ever write lyrics to a song and take them away and start again. With this song, I think... I don't even remember what the, the first lyrics were like about. But this, the, it kind of... When it became more meaningful to me, this song is kind of about how I, we felt that for a, a, a number of time and a, a bunch of years that we were kind of like under the thumb of like people that had our best interest, quote unquote, had our best interest involved, but they didn't. And we felt that for a few years, we were like, man, we are just like this stepping stone cash cow of a band. And like, what are we, you know? And we felt that this time around that we knew what we wanted. We knew what to overcome when you needed to overcome it and what we can expect from people. And what realistic expectations would be like between like the people working for us and us and it was like this really freeing moment for us where we felt like okay we have we're we have control of our band now you know so kind of one of the positives about the industry today compared to how it used to be totally and that and that really kind of changed that that song around for me like once the song had a purpose I guess it like totally changed it it still wasn't a song that I wanted to release first (laughs) but who um, talked you into that the one? label was really into that song and then I was like you know what I, I don't care I, I still don't want to do I want Faith Into The Ash to be the first and they were like listen Brandon the song is good don't like it's never bad to release a fucking aggressive heavy and I'm like yeah and, and you're right no one's gonna say this song's too heavy right you know and then I played it for one of my best friends who's like a real I'm, sh- I'm like shoot me straight if you heard this as the first Bleeding Through song in like six years or seven years or whatever since the last record, would you be bummed out? And he's like, no. He's like, this is like my favorite song on the record. And I'm like, okay, well, there you go. You're like, you're kind of like the fan. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. Come out the gate You're swing. the target market, so. Yeah. I love it, man. And what a great way to kind of kick off the album. I think Hometown so show yeah. here yeah. at the Galaxy. I mean, Observatory. Yeah, I was thinking, man, I was trying to think back for myself, but I'll ask you, what was the first show you went to here back in the day? Can you remember? Oh, man. Um, the first show, oh, yes, I do remember. The first show I went to here ever, I was 12 years old, and I saw Obituary, and I believe Napalm Death of that show. Maybe Napalm Death came back a different time, but I think it was Obituary Napalm Death. 
nice. 12 years old. And I remember just being like, what the fuck? Because I grew up like literally like Down less street. than a mile from here. And now I live less than a mile from here. And it's like, <laughs> it's weird. And Bleeding Through never played here. Really? Yeah, we never played here. I mean, the shows that I would come see here at the Galaxy is like when Henry Rollins would come here and do his spoken word. It was a cool setting for that. And there'd be like chairs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just cool. But I never really liked the show vibe. And then when they changed it to Observatory and they kind of like started like putting a little bit more love into it, changed the sound system, made it more like show-goer friendly. It be, I feel like this is like becoming like the mecca of like Orange County shows. Yeah. Just I think it's a good viewer like venue. You know? Yeah. It's intimate cool. enough, but also feels like you're gonna get the most out of your money as far as production. So right, and not yeah. all corporate like House of Blues. Yeah, or something. well, House of Blues wouldn't have us, so <laughs> we're kind of left with one option. Where <laughs> <laughs> did you used to play them? More Chain Reaction. We used to play Chain Reaction a lot, and we used to play House of Blues in Anaheim right. until, and we used to, you know, we used to sell that place out, but then they they stopped letting us play there because of like content of the band and stuff. Right, like that. I remember. Which third- listen, I I get it, I I totally get it. You have families that saved up all year to travel from like Wichita, Kansas, and they're walking around downtown Disney. They don't need a shirt to see like an unearthed shirt that says Boston fucking metal on it, you right. know? Right. They don't. I get it. Yeah, I yeah. totally get it. Uh, speaking of venues and being an IE station, yeah. I bet you have some fond memories of the Showcase Theater. I love the Showcase. <laughs> I love the Showcase. Um, showcases, I feel like that's where really we made the mark and that we realized that we could actually do this this band um the shows just were awesome talk about some of those like just raw like just like i don't know if we know what what we were doing if the crowd (laughs) knew what what they were doing all we knew is that every time we went there the crowds got bigger and bigger and we're like what the hell is going on and it was just it was we and i remember just being like i mean i lived all the way here and i remember just wednesday night what's going on Oh, there's a show at Showcase. Well, let's just go. We would drive out there just on an off night to see a band playing yeah. in front of like 20 people. Yeah. I'm like, this is cool, man. We used to go there all the time. And I love in peace. I love, yeah. I love Chain Reaction. But I think at the stage we're bleeding through that in our career, I just don't think it's a, a very, it's not a very like attractive venue to people that listen to our band. Right. It's small, which is fine. I like small venues, but no booze. There's that, and it just the sound isn't as good, you know. And we will play there again because (laughs) I do like playing there. But you know what I mean. I miss Showcase Theater a lot. I miss it a lot. That was such a great little venue, and so many bands discovered early 2000s. There, it was like seemed like that was kind of. I mean, it definitely had many phases, but certainly had the punk phase. But it definitely had that early. I remember going in the early 90s to see some hardcore shows at, at showcase and I just remember being like there's like a thousand people in this little freaking room and it's Packed going crazy and I was factory. like 13 and I'm like this is insane I have I used to take pictures at shows when I was a kid because I was like I'm not going to be in the crowd I'm just going to like I'm going to be the person so I have pictures of like all these old hardcore bands playing at showcase theater it's so cool it's so cool that's awesome man yeah. are we going to do a full tour with this or I just discussed this with a lot of uh, the members of Bleeding Through. I, I think the most we ever play is probably two weeks in a row. That'll be the longest kind of tour. I just think for us, it's like we're at such a different point, part, like career-wise for us, where, you know. You know, there is a cool venue in IE now that I played with my other band called The Iron Sun. Um, Romano's, it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So on top of Romano's, yeah, on Riverside. Yeah. Dude, that venue is cool. Yeah. What's the... Uh, and they built up downtown Riverside too, they did. RMA and the they Fox. Did. They did. Um, 
We're doing a show with Alice in Chains there. That's cool. That's cool. That's gonna be sick. Yeah, we want to try to we. As Bleeding Through, we've only played one show in Riverside ever, and that was in Cahoops. Yeah. So we played there, but we've talked to Romanos about possibly putting playing a show there okay. upstairs. I forget what this, uh, the actual venue is called. The Music Back Collection? Yeah, I just know it as Romanos. Yeah, Romanos. It's Romanos. That's cool, man. Um, speaking of other bands and stuff, to get yeah. your opinion on a couple other things. We're okay. all rock fans, cool. you know? Just mentioned them, Alice in Chains. Yeah. You know, a couple years ago, they had the big rage about, like, the big four. Yeah. So I kind of sitting around thinking, like, being a radio guy, like, what would come next after after the big four? That was 80s thrash. Yeah. Turn the page to the 90s, add one for fun. Yeah. And came up with the flannel five. Yeah. That'd Talk, be sick. Talking. Who would it be? Nirvana. Okay. Pearl Jam. Stone Temple Pilots. Soundgarden. Alice in Chains. Wow, Stone Temple Pilots is a is a is a wild card because they were kind of like the anti like grunge Seattle grunge movement. They they're, were, but they were still in yeah, that still, era. But if you had to distill it out of those five bands, who would be your number one off of that list? I'm a huge Nirvana fan. Yeah, yeah. But I really love Soundgarden too. But I love Nirvana. Like in my mind, there's like man. I, I honestly I don't think there's a band that is more raw ever than Nirvana really? I, I just don't and I think for an, every type of genre of music that you can listen to or whatever you play you can listen to those Nirvana records and you're just like they fucking mean it like everything on those records they mean it it's like you listen to Nevermind and there's songs where he screams the whole time and I'm like this sold 19 million copies <laughs> you know what I mean like it's just they're they're they're, they're, they're the the next generation it's they're the Beatles of our generation you know what I mean right. they are and but they were worth it I think they were worth that, that you know if you had to distill it down to one song from them what song should we play on the radio from them Territorial Pissing is so good that might, that's a good song um, that song um, give me one we can play on the radio one of the radio songs I'll give you a radio song oh god there's so many Smells like lithium no, in bloom. In bloom. We're gonna in bloom. Yeah. In bloom's cool. I like I that. I think song. that's my jam. Okay, too. cool. Good riff on that one. So um, one of the other things I always bitch about on the radio, and we're about the same age. I think you can appreciate it, but I miss movie soundtracks. Yes. I feel like back in the day there used to be so many killer movie yeah, soundtracks. Like the crow soundtrack? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you if you had one back oh, in the day. The Crow soundtrack is probably the best soundtrack of all time. Yes. Like a, a one-off Pantera song. Like There was never a one-off Pantera song. <laughs> there so, wasn't. Yeah, that was it. Like Rad Nine Inch Nails shit on there. Like fucking awesome song. Like that that soundtrack. There's nothing that beats that soundtrack, I don't think. Even and, the Cheer song is great. Yeah, it's, exactly. And it's like, it's weird because it's like, yeah, soundtracks are gone. And now they don't even play originals in movies. It's all covers because yeah. of like licensing and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was such a great marriage, though. Like, like the perfect example, T2. Yeah, exactly. You, you can know? do mine. Yeah, yeah, like you can't hear that song or watch that movie. It was like the, the synergy yeah. that was great. I, I miss those days. Yeah, the whole, mu- the, whole movie, the whole movie rock tie-in is... Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I miss those days. They're trying to do that, but with hip-hop now. Like, you saw, like, with Black Panther and, like... And, like uh, they do like Kendrick Lamar like that soundtrack it's a really good soundtrack but they're trying to do that where it's based around that as well or they do it like Stranger Things but it's like a yeah. retro yeah. kind of thing totally but I liked it back in the day when it was like 
they were writing the song for yeah, the movie. For sure. That was yep. cool back in the day. Yep. Um, let me get you on two more things cool. and I'll let you go here. Um, so one more category for you. Okay. So we go from the 90s to the 2000s. Okay. New metal. Okay. Thinking more mainstream here. Okay. Obviously, we could do a whole thing on yeah. metalcore and everything. Um, but let's let's look at new metal. Okay. Add one to it. Limp Biscuit, Rage. Oh, you Korn, put Rage in the new metal. Okay. Uh, Link Apart, Slipknot, System. Okay. That's cool. New metal six pack. I was never a fan of new metal, but I. What's funny is. I like the first corn record and then they lost me for a while and I liked songs here and there and then so I kind of gave up on them and a friend of mine um, started playing uh, keyboards in, in their band like okay. for a tour and I was like I heard a song on Sirius XM I'm like what is this I'm like this is corn so I listened to the latest record and it's freaking awesome man yeah. it's so good and this, so I, then I kind of went backtracked a little bit and found out some more stuff but I'm like a new corn fan. It's really strange. <laughs> You're reborn. I'm like corn. a re. I'm like a reborn corn fan. But it's like one of those things where like, um, I'm not the bi- toxicity. Rage Against Ma- or uh, System of Down's great. Rage Against the Machine I like, but I've heard it so much that I don't need to hear it anymore. Yeah. Limp Biscuit I absolutely hate. I hate Limp Biscuit. Um, Slipknot I do like Slipknot. What else? Is, what else did you put on there? Uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, and I love Lincoln Park. I love Lincoln Park. But a shame with Chester. It's man. awful. It's it's awful. You know, I hate to segue like this. Speaking of awful, yeah, and metalcore, and I'm, just, I don't even know what to make of it. Okay. But I got to ask you and get your opinion. News breaking today. Yeah. The return of as I. Oh, I back it. I back it 100. Talk yeah. to me about that. Okay. Help me, see, help me I, process see, this because I'm so conflicted. Well, Tim actually might come tonight. <laughs> um, but uh, listen, I'm under the school of thought that people make horrendous mistakes every day. And thank God nothing happened tragically out of that. The only part that I think is just is going to linger scars that I don't like is the what it's going to do to his relationship with his kids. That's that's where I'm at those kids are scarred for life okay and there's a lot of deep rooted stuff but people make mistakes and if you can redeem yourself and do things for good in this world um, I think that he went and he served his time and he paid his price and he's gonna have to pay that price every day when he looks himself in the mirror but if you take that step forward and you do good in this world and that and if that's recreating your music for people that love your band then do it man do it because trust me man there are people in bands that have done way worse than that, <laughs> but just didn't get caught and are in bands. Right. That you probably listen to. I'm sure. And it's like, you know, yes. I love the dude, and I hope that band does really well. I really do. I hope they do. Okay. So, yep. Um, hey, you know, end on a positive note. Yeah. Rise Above Fitness. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been the, your, your, your career. That's my career now, yeah. Talk about that, fitness line, well, trainer. You know what's trainer. funny with that is it's talking about Lincoln Park. Um, so to make a long story, not so long, but in 2009, 2008, 2009, I was, I got in bad shape and I'm like, I don't understand why I was in such bad shape, but I went and saw my friend's trainer. He had a small gym. It was the first time I've ever been to. And I walked in, it was like players from like the Los Angeles Kings, my friend Howie that played for, for the Toronto Blue Jays. 
and Chester from Lincoln Park and Ryan from that band Orgy and at the time uh, they were Ryan doing Chuck? yeah they were doing that other band together oh right uh, uh, Sunrise something uh, something like that Dead, I, sun, Dead by Sunrise Dead by Sunrise maybe maybe that was something like that uh, forgettable whatever unfortunately but <laughs> not, not to be a dick but it was forgettable okay so they were working out there and I actually helped kind of train Chester for about a year really we, we, we were not like hangout friends but it was like more gym friends he was on a professional level but that really kind of like sparked like I walked in I'm like I could do this eventually this is kind of my vibe but the problem is there's no fucking rock and roll with this this there, there needs to be a merge of like music and fitness and and then explode like boom there you go so I really got into it and I'm like this is the next career path for me I just I felt it as soon as I walked in I'm like this is great and so I educated myself grinded it out I still grind it out I work 14 to 16 hour days man I am full stop go 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 and it's a really hard business to own a gym and clothing line and all this other stuff but it's it's worth it and it's I love it I love being part of doing positive for people's lives yeah for sure that's what it's all about yeah, it, it is and it making really a living is. off of it too making living it is a byproduct of doing a good job for other people well give it yeah. give it a plug where's the gym my gym it's line? called rise above fitness okay. and it's in huntington beach california and the the clothing line is just a clothing line offshoot of it called rise above fitness or rise above and yeah and it's metal Come blasting it, the there's gym. metal there's heavy music it's heavy music in all forms so you might walk in and it might be like Run the Jewels playing, so it's like a heavy, like hip hop stuff, but it's always kind of on the more aggressive side of it. And you can just show up on a Saturday. Show up, show up on a Saturday. I do a free boot camp at nine o'clock in the morning on Saturdays called Psycho Saturdays. If you're down for the drive, <laughs> come and meet me. Be cool. Awesome, man. And cool. uh, I know I follow, but go ahead and get the social media plugs. So you can go check out anything Bleeding Through related on at Bleeding Through on, on Instagram. I really, that's the best place for all of it, or our Facebook. Um, Rise Above Fitness is just Rise Above Fitness at Rise Above Fitness. You want to plug your own individual? I mean, mine is just at Brandon Chapetti. Um, I'm not going to spell it. So just <laughs> my first name is B R A N D A N. So that will kind of maybe come up on its own. So Google is your friend. Yeah, Google is your friend. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I appreciate hey, it the time. You.